0: Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good whatever it may be for you right now. This is Lose the Taboo on Mental Health with Jared Cash. Buckle up, get ready, we going for a ride. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm so excited about this episode. I'll tell you what, I've been looking forward to having one of my best friends on, Matt Green, for a while now, and we've had to kind of... Reschedule a couple times, but just because it's just brewing and getting ready for an amazing episode. Uh, So I've been so excited about this one. Matt and I, uh, really, Matt in the past few years has been one of the most solid foundations in my life, and uh, our friendship has just grown tremendously over uh, just a few years. Even when uh, Matt lived in a different state for a while, and then I moved to Washington State and. Kind Of through it all, like our friendship has just continued to grow. So, not that everyone was really curious about the whole friendship cycle, but it, all that to say, I'm so excited. I've got one of my best friends on here. And, Matt, uh, thanks so much for being on, man.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, Jared. It's a, like you said, it's been a long time coming. Uh, definitely honored to be part of the, the podcast. It's been fun watching it grow and I'm uh, excited to be part of it.
0: Definitely. Well, Matt is one of the most talented guys I know, Uh, really just super smart, great insight on life. So I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation today. But before we jump into anything, Matt, can you give us a bullet point list of just an introduction of Matt Green? Yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, Matt Green, 32, live in San Antonio. That's where I met Jared. Uh, married to my beautiful wife, Erica. I have two boys, one six years old, one six-month-old, so I got a pretty nice little gap there. Going through uh, the baby phase again, uh, lover of coffee, lover of real estate, uh, and good conversation, so i uh, excited to, to jump on
0: in. Super cool. Yeah, uh, you know, normally I would kind of ease into a conversation a little bit more, but since we're so close, Matt, I just want to really dive in and get going on this episode, because I think there's going to be a lot of nuggets of truth for people as we uh, have this conversation. So when I met Matt, actually, um, it was during kind of one of the most challenging seasons of his life. And there was a lot of things that took place uh, that really just uh, was a challenge for Matt. And so I kind of met him right in the middle of that. And so it's been incredible to see him walk through that season and how much he's grown since but uh, it was a season that really tested Matt and it was something that um kind of all aspects of his life he really had uh, to kind of wrestle with and and kind of take steps forward and so Matt man I want you just to dive into a little bit of what that looked like and then we'll we'll go off of that
1: yeah no 100 percent. so yeah you you hit it on the head yeah I think I uh, ultimately met you in probably like the, the darkest seven months of my life. It's kind of how I always uh, think about that that phase. So I think it would have been kind of starting in the December, January, so kind of 2017-2018 of timeframe, basically through the end of the summer of 2018. And so a lot of it started with uh, a medical diagnosis, so it was, uh, you know, in kind of leading up to it, that I, I had a lot of signs and indications that, uh, like, you know, like maybe my my testosterone levels weren't in the best place. So my you know, my wife, you know, prudently was like, "Hey, maybe go get those checked out." So like, awesome, we'll go uh, go get those done, and in doing so, we actually identified the presence of a pituitary tumor, which uh, was forcing my testosterone levels to be basically bottomed out Uh, and the doctor thought uh, that it's probably been present since you know probably my teenage years it's one of those things that just kind of grows slow and kind of undetected over time it's not cancerous or anything like that but it was enough to basically suppress my testosterone uh, to nothing and uh, that kind of left me you know obviously relieved in the sense that i was able to uh to find it but in starting to kind of go through the process of uh treating it basically had an inflow of testosterone to my into my system that i had never had so there was all the you know physiological stuff that came with that that you know just you you get a lot more feel a lot more aggressive you feel a lot you know i was starting to you know work out a bunch and it was just a whole bunch of stuff on that side but then i had a lot of like the, the dark side of it was a lot of um like why God kind of questioning that kind of really um, snowballed on me. Frankly, it was like, you know, it's, you know, you kind of give the enemy an and she takes a mile kind of, kind of thing. So it was a lot of, you know, a lot of fish shaking kind of stuff. Like, why would you do this to me? Why would I go through my whole adolescence and teenage years without this vital thing? Um, you know, I broke my arm in seventh, eighth grade and the doctor was like, you know, yeah, he's got tons of growth plates. So it, it was even the silliest things of like, well, should I be taller than I am now? Was, but my personality had been the same. What I have made the same friends, what I made the same decisions. Like, am I at this point in my life, like by error? Like basically, like, is am I where I was programmed to be? You know, and, and it was all of those questions that really kind of started to make me make like just really bad decisions. I was I was being I was so mean, man. I was um I, I, I look back and don't even recognize the person that I had become. I was so mean to my wife. I was just like, uh, just trying to put as much distance between my friends, between God, God, first and foremost, I was like, Hey, you're, you can, you can take a hike. Like, yeah, like, yeah you, you clearly have, you know don't have my best interest in hand. So like, I went on this journey of like, let me prove that God isn't who he says he is. Right. Like, and I was having all, all this stuff and, and in doing so, man, like, I just kind of like Open the floodgates to just let my heart as harden as much as it possibly could have, I think. And I was just being just a really, really nasty person. Um, and so, yeah. And in the meantime, I had, you know, a lot of friends inviting me to the impact at the time, like, Hey, you should go, y'all should come check it out. Y'all should come check it out. And I wanted nothing to do with you know church really. But Erica, she is like the most God fearing, like she, she went through hell for you know those seven or eight months having to deal with me frankly uh, but we went uh, reluctantly and i would stand there and i'd listen to the songs and i'd be like no it's a bunch no I mean, <laughs> we poke holes in all these songs and then um dude i don't know what it was it was you know uh, Corey asbury's song reckless just like was what kind of there was you know there's a line and it, it was like you know when i was your foe you know still your love fought me. and i and i was like no yeah i couldn't have been more of a foe in that season just doing everything I could, and I, I just kept feeling it, man. Like I was the the one sheep that wandered wandered away, and you know, w- you know, whatever parable you want to pick of a you know the prodigal son, the lost coin, whatever, right? Um, and I just felt it, and I, it was almost got to a point where it took more effort to try to push God away than it would have just to let Him back in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I was being so stubborn about it. And then one day I was literally standing, you know, in worship at impact and you were standing up there on the stage. And I literally just told myself, like, I I can't physically like, like create this much space anymore. Like, I want to let him back into my life. And like, I literally just walk up to you. And I think I just like hug you. And I, at least I think, like, I'm pretty sure I hugged you and just like walk up there. And like, from that day on, like, dude, I literally felt. A whole life, like my life got back on track, our relationships got back on track, but it was just this oh dude, it was such a brutal mental place to be in for for six or seven months, just so much questioning, so much just
0: this nastiness dude it was I was just a vicious person before we move on, I'm curious where would you say your mental health was during that time period
1: oh it was it was it was really, really dark, man. Um, and I think it would, I, it would probably be described, I think as probably more depression oriented just because I was just like, I felt like I was in despair. Like I'm not knowing what, where I should go, what I should do, who am I? Um, I, I was just trying to create space. It it was like, I was trying to create all this space from people and almost like forcing myself into isolation, Mm -hmm. which was making it even worse because then I would, I, the more time I could just sit in my own thoughts, the more like they were just running in all the wrong directions. So like where I should go, what should I do? Um, who should I talk to? You know, what's the right way to lead my life? All these things. Right. And I was just like, and I got to a point where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore at all. Like this, this life is miserable. Um, so I was just like, I felt isolated. I mean, I literally called Erica one day in the midst of it. She, I think she was, um, she might've been on a trip. I don't, she wasn't home, and I was literally like balled up on the floor, bawling my eyes out crying, telling her I can't do this anymore like it was just I was in a dark, dark spot
0: yeah, I it was uh, hard, yeah, man that's just the description of it, you know, I know, and just thinking back the the place you're in at that point um and the reality is like if you would have continued on that track, it wouldn't have just improved by itself. You know, it's not like it's not like it was just this seasonal like darkness and then all of a sudden it would just be fixed without you putting in the effort or doing anything. Um, And so I'm curious uh, when you look at when you look at that time period before we kind of start looking at some of the things that you did to really make a difference. um, How difficult would you say it was? to, to really like see hope in the middle of it?
1: Uh, Frankly, it felt impossible. Like I didn't feel like there was any hope. Um, And again, that's right. Like the more you sit in isolation, I feel like the less you feel hopeful in your circumstance, because I don't think our tendency is to let me think about the positive in the situation. It was like, a very victim mentality, a very woe is me kind of mindset, and of just like how can I um make myself feel even worse in this situation? It was really weird, like it was just like like how can I pile it on um because in some maybe maybe somehow like you know that will make it better I don't know it was like it's really a, a logical uh flow, but I mean it was weird, dude, I was just like I would go to a coffee shop and I would just sit there. And just mentally beat myself up, tell myself how like um, miserable you are. And I did, like, like I said, you know, you give the enemy any space, any space at all, and they, it was just like I, I, I felt every dynamic of myself change from my personality, my, my just view on people, on life, my relationships. It was just all completely twisted. Um,
0: and and I found you know, during dark seasons, during those periods where like mental health is really, it's a struggle. So many times our thought process, it isn't rational. Like it doesn't make sense the way that we're, you know, thinking like, you know, you're saying you almost were just like wanting to continue in it, even though it was making it worse. Like that's the only thing that made sense to you in the moment. it's like in those moments it's super hard to think clearly and our thoughts dictate so much. And so if we're allowing, like you said, allowing Satan to, you know, get a foothold and just, he loves it when we tell ourselves wise and when we don't focus mm-hmm. on the truth uh, because he knows, you know, our thoughts have so much power and we start to believe it. The more that we tell ourselves and the longer that we sit, sit in the, the darkness. And so uh, curious, you know, you mentioned there was that moment at church that God really spoke to you and you just were kind of like, I can't fight this anymore. I'm, I'm done with, with living this, this type of mindset out. Uh, What were some of your, like at that point, it's not like things just drastically changed overnight, but it was a a finally a, a place of surrender. So kind of describe a little bit of maybe what that looked like when you finally were like, man, I, I'm tired of fighting against God. You know, I know you You and I had that amazing moment at the at mm-hmm. church, but kind of what did that look like in the coming days and weeks?
1: Yeah, I, I honestly think it was uh, mainly just uh, Erica, frankly. Like, you know, a lot of times people are like, you know, like I, I won't believe unless I see, right? I won't, like if I don't see God or I can't, like, I, I, I need to see it to believe it. Uh, and a lot of the times, you know, I think God shows himself, Um, in so many ways and he was I think showing himself to me through my my wife right the one that I was uh, cleaved to the one that you know we are one and through probably the most challenging time she's ever experienced either right like she just never wavered in her faith that she was like that's who she she was going to so persistent in prayer never she had every single reason to just say like, you know pound sand, like get out of here. Like you're a jerk. You're mean. I don't deserve this because she didn't. Um, I still feel so much uh, pent up shame and stuff from that period. But she like just almost doubled down on her, on her trust. Right. At least that's what I was saying. She probably was feeling stuff different internally, but I, I, I just saw her like constantly pr- in prayer, never, like she was still leaning in. She was like, just trying to be there for me as much as I would allow, frankly. Um, and I was just like, man, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, you kept hearing, the, you know, I kept you know, hearing those lyrics and stuff, like I said, from like Corey Asbury and stuff like that. And it was like, like, th- th- he is like, he couldn't be showing himself to me more than the most uh, amazing spouse that I could have ever had, like by my side in the darkest period ever. Uh, and then I also had just so many amazing friends that probably knew, I don't think that they, anybody knew, outside of her what was going on, but I think that they could tell I was in a different place than they probably had seen me in the past, but, and, but nobody else was like, you know, I, 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 I I'm, I'm cool with hanging out with you. Like, you know, it was so many folks, you know, it was, you know, you, um, you know, Andrew, Zach, Neil, all those kind of guys, um, and, a, another a ton of other amazing families just kept leaning in. I don't know if they could just sense something was off. Um, but I think a lot of it was just the people around me. I was seeing God through the people around me um not giving up on me when they frankly had every reason
0: to. That's the amazing thing about God. Like you said, is it's that thought process of, you know, he leaves the ninety-nine to pursue the one that's that's headed off the wrong direction. And and that's the thing that's beautiful is that God's not limited in the way that he Speaks to us, and he's constantly pursuing. As one of you know, like his greatest desire is that everyone would turn to him and choose to love him back. And uh, that's the amazing thing is God will work through people. He'll work through his word, through prayer. He'll work through uh, circumstances, through uh, songs, just through all these mm-hmm. different things, things that are said. Just it, it all piles together, and it's just God continuing to pursue us even in our mess, even in our darkness. And that's the beautiful thing is that we do have a God that's so personal that seeks that out. Yeah. And I, you and there's know, there's so many I, things that like, like
1: resonate with you different. Like, you know, before you go through any tough patches or your faith ever just like, like worship songs are like all very, like they all have like a very positive, like uplifting, you know, praise and like worship. Like we're going to dance and sing Or Like when you go through a dark period, I feel like lyrics start to come out of them that like really make you grateful of like things you've gone through that like mm-hmm. there's a song out now and there's like a little snippet of the um oh, actually I opened my book and're they're, they're right here um so it's uh rain came and wind blew mm-hmm. but my house was built on you um and I, I was like I, I couldn't have brought more wind and rain to our <laughs> household than I did and but like like I said having Erica. Um, and just our home, having you know, God as our foundation, like is what I think kept us from from falling.
0: And it's really amazing, you know, that you're able to reflect back. And I can't help but think, you know, there's lots of times where every single one of us have things happen to us that are out of our control. Like you, you couldn't have ever imagined that the news that you got and the change in life and just all of that would would happen. You didn't expect that to happen. You didn't just like look forward to that and think that was going to happen. It, it came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And uh, we're all going to get hit with those different seasons, and some seasons are harder than others. And there's going to be really, really difficult seasons like you walk through. You had to walk through, and like you said, there's there's such a need to have a support system around mm-hmm. you. You know, and as as I look at. What you've shared, you know, like not everyone's uh, uh, has a spouse, but we all have someone in our life. Um, and we have family or friends, we have people that we really have to lean on and be open to their help during times when it gets super difficult and and dark. Uh, And then, even for people listening, uh, just the thought of not giving up, you know, because I reflect back on like I've had my parents on before, but I reflect back on uh, my conversation with them and like in high school, when I was going through depression, like I was so difficult to be around and like was just so ugly to them. And they just, they just continue to love me through it. And, you know, they could have easily like still continue to be my parents, but like not given the effort that they yeah. gave, the intentionality that they gave. And they just kept, kept being there for me. And it's, they're one of the reasons I was able to take steps out of that and and see growth and healing. So just encouragement to not give up on the people that God's placed in your life, especially when they're going through those dark For sure. seasons.
1: Yeah, I think one of the, the enemy's probably number one goals to start is to get you in isolation, right? As soon as he can get you by yourself, right? Thinking in your own brain, like running down all the rabbit holes, plant, planting those seeds, right? that's the worst thing. But you being around um, other believers and just people that are just going to you know be there for you, I think is like one of the best uh, ways to kind of fight off uh, of your mind going places that it doesn't need to be.
0: Yeah, 100%. And as I look at your life, you know, for people that this is their first time meeting you, you know, I want to share that it's been a process for Matt, over the years, but it's been incredible these past years to just see the growth in his life, and I personally have been able to see it each week, you know, through our friendship of just the steps that he's continued to take from that, uh, not allowing that to dictate his life, but taking steps, and Matt has just grown in all areas of his life. It's incredible the the kind of father that he is, and husband uh, is something that encourages me, really pushes me to be a better husband and father. And so, uh, I want to see Matt, you've had so much growth. You've done the hard work to to step out of that, that darkness that you were in. What are some things that have been really key for you and are still key for you to grow and just kind of the different aspects of your life? Yeah,
1: I think one of the big ones for me, uh, there's, there's probably there's two. One of them is, uh, acknowledging and finally like giving up the control over that uh, I get to dictate how things go um I think you know for I think a lot of leading up to like that dark period was like everything that I tried to do and I tried to make happen did and everything was going pretty good so I kind of had this perception that like I kind of had control of things um and so I think that's a big one—is just kind of like you know releasing that that control over your uh, over the plans that you know that are had for your life. Uh, and then for me, it's like I start to get into, uh, I guess, bigger periods of funks, like the, when I'm not being you know consistent with uh, whether it's us, us going to church, uh, me just being in like fellowship with anybody. You know, like you know, if we can just again get in isolation or just getting in like a Routine, like that can be kind of challenging for me when I'm not making point. Like, I've started making sure that things like, you know, I'm going through acts right now, like making sure this is close to me, making sure that, you know, I've got my father in law, Ruben, who's like, hey, I'm going to go through it too. So now I have somebody that I can, you know, hey, this is really neat. Like, what do you think about this? Right. Like, he's been huge too. And so I think a lot of it is uh, not thinking that you get to dictate everything that happens to you and also just making sure that you have really healthy habits and routines. I think. You know that was part of uh your your sermon a couple of weeks ago right your health you those really healthy habits and one of them is you know your spirit the spiritual side of your life and I, I notice a big difference in when i'm growing um and trusting more is when i'm doing those kind of things because otherwise um uh, i can be kind of selfish and think that i can i get to dictate how things go
0: that's really good now i appreciate you sharing that that's solid, solid. Uh, kind of curious, you know, uh, if you could share practically as well, like what does when you're in a good rhythm, what does that look like for for someone that may just be kind of going like, I, I want to create some rhythms in my life. So like, what have you found, uh, whether you're currently like in the zone with it right now or not, yeah, or, no, over I these see. past couple of years, what has been some things that you've done on a regular basis that have just been healthy rhythms that you put in place. You know, one of them you said is, is making sure that, um, you're spending time with God individually and Mm -hmm. getting in his word. We know one of them is, uh, making church a priority for your family and raising them around other believers in the community. Yeah. What are some of the other, uh, practical things that you've done to make sure that you are healthy all the way around? Sure. Yeah, it's been
1: a little bit of a struggle uh for some of these uh the last 6 months cuz you know our our most recent uh son has decided he doesn't want to be as good of a sleeper as the, his uh older brother. So it's <laughs> kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in it, but um for me it's uh I like to journal in the mornings. So like I I carry this typically around with me everywhere. Uh, I've got another old one. I actually have a journal that I was using back in like that period of time too. I I can really flip back back a couple of years to kind of just see where I was brain space wise. Um, So I like to journal reading helps me a lot. Um, Like just uh, outside of my Bible, just like starting my day off with like some journaling reading and some exercise are usually the things that kind of get me going in a good like exercise helps so much with my uh my ability to manage my emotions mm-hmm. and so um that's that's a big one for me again i've not been in a good routine the last 6 or 7 months in that area doing a little bit better more recently but uh yeah those are the three things read journal and exercise in the morning um are are, are big
0: which means to do so you've got to be disciplined enough to create the space yeah. in the morning before work. So it, it means, you know, being disciplined enough to, to get up early and to be able to do those things. Um, yeah, for me, if I've, I have not been in a great routine here the past couple of weeks and like, it makes a huge difference whenever yeah. I'm, whenever I'm out of a routine and out of some really healthy rhythms, it's like my day just starts off on the wrong foot and it's, it's hard enough to have a great day anyways, but when you're starting on the wrong foot, then it's just mm-hmm. that much harder to really get in step. And um so luckily I'm doing this uh, seventy day seventy five day challenge like the hard, hard seventy five hard? Yeah, seventy five hard. There you go. And um the hardest thing is I'm I'm drinking a gallon of water, um, and I realized that uh I didn't drink any water beforehand really on a okay. basis. Oh, man. <laughs> and so this is that's like been one of the hardest things. But it's it's made me really put implement some super healthy habits back in place with drinking water. It's yeah. making me read. Uh, so I'm reading every day and then of course exercising and watching what I eat. And so it's been a really good thing to kind of kickstart it. I mean, it's, 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 it's it's very intense, super intense, uh, but it's created some good habits that even afterwards I'll, I'll still maintain some of those things. So yeah, you know, a lot of it, a lot of our health is, is, you know, our physical and mental health. A lot of it is, you know, in our control, what we do, it's not all sometimes it's, you know, mental health circumstance and there's different factors, Yeah, but, but a lot of it, we can, you know, see improvement and take steps forward. And it just takes us creating and maintaining those healthy habits.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a quote in one of the books that I read in the past called take the stairs it's, or the books called take the stairs, but he says sometimes it takes uh, full time, double time for uh, full time, free time. And so like his, his idea is sometimes for short periods of time, you have to do like, you know, like a double time kind of stuff. Right. So for you, right, 75 hard is gonna be this full time, like kind of just intense thing. But once you get out past that, like you don't need to be necessarily working out seven days a week to maintain what you've built. Right. It Mm -hmm. maybe it takes, you know, three or four days of moderate exercise for you to maintain what you've developed. So sometimes it just takes a short stint of really intense, just kind of like building those habits out. Mm -hmm. And then in the long run, it's more maintaining versus like being on this really intense, uh, always trying to like grow, 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 grow. It's like, no, like I, I've reached a really healthy place. I just want to maintain here versus like always feeling like you have to have this super upward sloping trajectory.
0: Yeah, no, that's really good advice. That makes a lot of sense. And really my goal with this is to just look like Matt Green. It's yeah, kind of Michael. Then <laughs> You need to stop 75 hard right now. If you want to look like <laughs> me, man. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what would you say, uh, if, if you could leave everybody with just kind of like one encouragement, like from our discussion, maybe something that God taught you, maybe something that you learned in the process, just kind of one closing thought, what would that be?
1: So I, th- I think one of the things that I've been reflecting on a lot lately is, is whether it's your career, your life, it's not always linear. Now, like I think we like to think of everything is linear, right? So I'm gonna use career as an example, right? Like I'm gonna graduate, I'm gonna get a job, I'm gonna promote, I'm gonna promote, I'm gonna promote, and I'm just gonna keep on working up in this nice upward trajectory, and then I'm gonna, you know, retire whenever that is, and it's just gonna be this smooth sailing. Same thing, like I'm gonna get married, we're gonna have kids, we're just gonna have this like amazing, flourishing marriage forever, and then off into the sunset we go. You no, know, we're gonna live in Hawaii. I, same thing, right? You know, you copy and paste like everybody just views things typically in like this nice upper trajectory I mean like look at my career right my career's been all over the place you know I got to be a CEO before I was 30 and then I got fired right and then I had a changing career like nothing is as linear as I think you want it to be and a lot of it is like just because it something is uncomfortable or scary or not going well like right now um you know a lot of times it's it's for the best to be honest with you in the long run. Um, if I wouldn't have gotten fired, right. And we wouldn't have moved back to San Antonio. I probably never would have flipped the house. Right. Like I probably would have just been stuck in the rut that I managed to find myself in there. And so I think a lot of my, my words of encouragement is like, um, you know, I think it's James, right. You know, it's, he says, uh, consider it pure joy, right. When you face trials and tribulations, like it's, it's hard to actually do so but when you actually like take the time to to really embody that uh it can it can be so powerful and kind of getting you out of the the ruts uh lean in with people around you uh, and realize that yeah just because something's not linear doesn't mean it can't over time become exponential and turn into something really really powerful
0: Really well said, man. You, I would have thought that you had that memorized. I know you didn't. You just no, spoke that from the heart. That's so good.
1: I spilled coffee all over my notes earlier. Uh, <laughs> i not totally
0: kidding. Yeah, it's, and that's something that I wanted to kind of close with as well. So that's perfect is the things that we go through uh, have the potential to be a great thing in our life because it pushes us as we get through it and as God provides and we lean into Him it provides strength in a way that we could have never imagined. You are the kind of man that you are today and stronger than you would have been if you didn't go through that. You know, you love differently. You look at life differently. Yep. Uh, things have worked out the way that they need to, and it's because you went through a difficult time and you didn't let it stop you. You allowed, you allowed it to make you stronger. And so, yeah, it's, it's just having the faith that even though I'm in a difficult time, it's not going to define my life. I'm actually going to be stronger on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really makes a difference. And we have to remind ourselves of that on a regular basis. Uh, but it's yep. neat to be able to look back at those times that we've seen that be true and allow that to, you know, like we've seen God grow us in it. And it's not like it's just this thing we hope happens, but like we've seen it before. Yeah. So we can have That's faith exactly that He's going right. to do it again. So Yeah,
1: I know, I know think that's spot on. I think now having like, <clears throat> to your point, something very concrete to look back on it, it means all like, I can now get a, like, I can fall to that experience if when I'm in a, you know, in a funk and be like, you no, know, like, what you delivered me from is so incredible that like, I, 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 I need to get up dust off and, and keep moving forward because mm. like now it, you actually have something concrete to go off of, which is um, so incredibly helpful.
0: Matt, thanks so much for being open. It's it's not easy to share seasons of your life that are dark like that. Just in general, even like one on one with someone in coffee. But you got on a podcast <laughs> and did it, and that takes a lot of courage. But it's but it's uh, going to be so encouraging to you'll have no idea the impact that it's going to make. As as maybe it's exactly what someone needs to hear to be able to continue walking through the 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 darkness that they find themselves in right now. So thanks for being brave and sharing your story today.
1: No, my pleasure. It was uh, is a lot of fun, and I hope I hope it is a word of encouragement for somebody.
0: And uh, yeah. and Matt is actually going to be starting his own podcast soon. <laughs> yes. So
1: hopefully, yeah, we're we're. Uh, kind of coming up, coming up with some of the ideas now, it's going to be more, uh, we're hoping for a little bit more lighthearted kind of like, I always wondered if I was going to do something like hard hitting politics, finance, real estate, but I, I just kind of want to do something a little bit, uh, fun and lighthearted in the, the kind of the circumstances we're we're in, in today.
0: Yeah. I think that's going to be much needed. You'll do a great job with that. But Matt, appreciate you so much, man. Thanks so much for coming on, uh, Can't wait to catch up with you again soon. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen to this episode. Uh, Really excited about us just continuing to take steps forward together. And I hope you were encouraged by Matt's story. I will see you next time. Thank you guys for being on. See you, Matt. Bye, Jared. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with others so they can join us on this journey. I'll see you next time.